Welcome back to Dear Stranger and Friend with your host and your stranger and friend. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, it is me, your beautiful, wonderful, handsome podcast host, Paul Masbad. And guess what? Today I am feeling so handsome. You know why? Because it's Wednesday, and Wednesdays are my best days. And you could ask anyone that knows me, I've always said that. I have it tattooed on my back, and if you've seen it, you know I'm lying, because I don't get tattoos on my back because I can't see them. But anyway, this week we are talking to Donald. Once again, it is part two of last week's episode. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should, but you don't have to, but you should. I'll leave it at that. We talk a lot about music, my music in particular, which is kind of weird. I don't really like talking about it. It's kind of, um, I like to keep it a secret a little bit, but I guess now it's not not a secret anymore, obviously. But um, another note before we get to the episode proper, um, I just want to warn you there's weird popping noises that happen about halfway through because my microphone isn't that good. I have to start investing in a new microphone, and if you want to help me with that, you can do so by visiting my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash friend. It's like a, you know, you give me money once a month, and then I can use that money to get a better microphone. That's it. That's a quick, quick way to explain it. I don't want to get tongue-tied. I don't want to start talking about shoes or traffic or whatever, the stuff that I usually do. Anyway, I've already talked too long. I've already overstayed my welcome. But anyway, let's do it. Let's get into that episode. Uh, what made you start? Um, there was, like, your music project that you're playing now. Oh, there's there no... There is no hope and there never was. Oh, there is no escape and never was? Yeah. That's actually from this book, which is um, really cool. What is this? It's called Everything Matters. Um... But uh, I'll show you a painting I did from the paragraph that it's from. It's from the last paragraph of the book. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. And basically it's like the first couple of sentences are like, they wish you understood as you do that the, from the moment two cells combined, they were doomed. And there's no escape. Or like, and nothing, nothing's changing that fact. And there's no escape and there never was. But there's a joy in this because it makes everything possible in the moment right now. So it's like this kind of huge thing. Yeah. That, That's pretty beautiful. Yeah, man. I read it again recently, and I was like, this is what I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I started that, I started There Is No Escape and Never Was right after, or I start. I started using that name right after um, Look Hands No Dad wasn't a thing. Yeah. Because I thought it was really funny that there's all these emo bands that have super long names. Yeah. Like Empire Empire, I was a lonely estate. Like, that's too long. Like, no one's going to remember that. Everyone's just going to call, you, call em- you the first two things. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah, they could do that with me. They could just call me No Escape. Or There Is No Escape. Or whatever. Or Paul. Because it's literally <laughs> just me. You know? Um, but I guess um, in recent Apparently five years ago, and I saw this on Facebook Memories, I deleted all of the stuff that I had made um, on the um, on my uh, on that Bandcamp. I like took all the songs off, mm-hmm. and I have them like saved on hard drives and stuff, so I could look back on them. Yeah. Um, but it's starting up again now. Is like it's kind of like I don't know. Like I I feel like I. It's something that I was doing anyway, and, like, why not share it with people? Like, I was, like, from the time, I guess, like, 
that stopped and I do I was still just like writing music and like but it would take me a lot longer than like a fucking couple of weeks like I'm yeah. doing now. And then when I was in California, I actually like dropped money on another guitar that I just left in California. Really? Yeah. Oh man. It was crappy though. It was like a cheap, shitty guitar. Yeah, but you know. I know I should have held it. But anyway. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, so, and then I started writing songs again there. But then I realized because like this, the old stuff or like the stuff that I deleted, I had this thought in my head that I was gonna be like a really good like folk singer, and then you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking a lot. I'm like, I can't really sing. I'm like, why am I trying to be this, dude? So, I guess your question, what is, why did it start, or why did I start doing it Well, again? I guess, uh, well, I wanted to know where the inspiration for the name come came, first and foremost, and I guess, um, I don't know, we've talked about, uh, like, you know, your, your bouts with depression and like how mm -hmm. we're going through all these things and I've noticed like a, a theme in the recent releases of your music maybe mm -hmm. over the last like couple months um, I had even I like felt really bad about this actually I wanted to tell you this for a really long time mm. when I saw you at Af Alphaville oh yeah yeah I like came up to you and I was like yo dude I listened to one of your songs uh, that you released like that day or the yeah, day it was before that, it was that morning yeah and I was like yo dude it was like one of the most depressing things I've ever listened to but I loved it. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that's cool, man. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. That was kind of really rude. And like, I didn't mean it to be rude. It was just like a, like, I like felt what you were singing about. Yeah. And like, I, uh, I didn't take it as rude at all, as all, at all. I thought it was like, oh, cool. Someone listened to it. And that's like another thing that's like really weird is when, um, because I've, like, I have not been playing music as long as you have. I've only been playing for five years, basically, I realized. Five years to the week. Like, yeah. This, yeah. Nice. Um, so it's like, when people are like, I really like this song, man. Or I really, whatever, or even, like, if even if you didn't say, I, I but I loved it. Like, I listened to one, I'm just like, whoa, what? <laughs> Yeah. Like, and that's hardly a long time, but I know, like, I tried really hard at the beginning, and then in between, I was like, I hey, fuck this, and now I'm trying really hard again. Yeah. So it's like this weird thing. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so a couple of the early releases are, are like the stuff, because I try and put stuff out monthly on, on my, on the band camp. Yeah. Um, so I guess this past fall, I have been probably the most depressed I've been since I was like 19. Yeah. Um, and I was just like fucking bummed out and like I have all these voice memos on my phone that are just like all songs about like dying like just and like one of the ones that you listen to you yeah know? I made a music video for it where I killed myself yeah. in it which yep. is um, gnarly yeah for every, for like ooh. yeah it's crazy I mean like um, it's interesting to watch uh, and also one of those things where like I don't know, where, like, you see someone that you know and that, like, I don't know, like, I care about you, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, You're a really good yeah. dude, and, like, that's one of those things where it's like, yo, man, should I, like, reach out to him and, like, see if he's yeah. good? Because, like, you know, I personally couldn't tell if it was just part of the project because the yeah. name of the project and then, like, maybe the songs were themes to go along with yeah. the name because it's a very, like, it's very dark. It's very, yeah. like, personal. The um, most insane thing about that 
video is that like I, my friend came over and I was like, hey, do you want to shoot a video of me killing myself? And he's like, are you all right, dude? I was like, no, but I think doing this will be very cathartic. Yeah. Like faking it. Yeah. And then realizing that I don't want to do it. And then after we recorded it and like. 30 minutes to an hour we fucking played video games till 3 in the morning and I felt super good it was one of like so man like that that video I think gave me more of a reputation than my sad tweets (laughs) you know what I mean yeah because like I I meet people or sometimes because like I rarely leave the house now because I don't have a car but when I do go out I always get the is everything like good like that video really fucked me up and I was just like oh I'm sorry but but I mean like yeah, some people love it like 100% 100% love it. Like, my brother absolutely loves it. He's like, Jesus Christ, like, you did, how did you make this? Where did you get the idea? And then other people are, are like, you know, like you, like, shit. Like, fuck, this is yeah. heavy, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure, because, I mean, I think it also takes a lot to put yourself out there like that to such a, like, wide audience, you know? To yeah. really, it's one thing when, like, you're battling with depression or, or whatever your demon is and, like, you know, you have this internal struggle and you may talk about it to the people you trust, but yeah. it's not something that you discuss openly. And this was kind of just like, well, here it is. Here is what the fuck is going on. And like, yeah, like this is it for the world to see. And, you know, like I was talking to you about uh, how I do the live streams playing drums and like yeah. how I did that because I felt like I needed to expose myself. Yeah. Like that's a very vulnerable place to put yourself in like yeah it was it honestly super scary but i think a part of me being sad with that video anyway um was like i don't fucking care what anybody you know what i mean like, yeah i was that kind of sad not like a cool like oh fuck what people think i was like i don't fucking care man like, yeah people are gonna say what they're gonna say and yeah whatever um but yeah, so, like, a lot of those early songs, or, like, a lot of the songs I think I've been I've been releasing, because I feel like I'm on this weird schedule since I've told you I wrote, like, ugh, like, not 100, but, like, like 50 a, songs. Yeah, yeah, a ton of them. Um, like, all of those ones are all about self, self-care. They're all about, like, fuck, man, I have to love myself if I want to keep moving forward. Yeah. But all the ones that I've been putting out have been, like, that portion of my life yeah and um i guess that's where it started because like even back when i first started it like five years ago or like started using that name it was literally all just for songs that were super sad that like i was in a band with my friend and i'd be like what do you think about these lyrics and he'd be like yo that's fucking dark dude Mm -hmm. and like i don't want to he's like what i don't want to fucking sing that I was like, okay. So then I would just save all that shit for this. And it's like super... They, they used to be like super slow, like cowboy chord songs. Yeah. And then um, when I started playing again, I was like, let me just fucking lean into this music that I listen, that I would listen to type stuff. Where it's just like pop punk. and like <laughs> Yeah. We just lean into this style because that's easier for me to play <laughs> and sing. And that's that's generally what I've been doing, but yeah, it, it, that there is no escape has been the uh, what is it? like the uh, I'm feeling fucking depressed. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a there is no escape song, or like I'm feeling fucking really bummed out about this. I gotta do it, or even like like yeah, I wrote a song fucking yesterday that I think is the silliest song I, I have ever written, and I put it up on my Instagram, but like. 
I was feeling super bummed and I was like, let me just write about what I did today. And like, maybe that'll make me feel better than, you know, again, going back on that, like staying productive and all these things. Like I, like I was stuck in a place where I was like, just fucking binge watching some dumb TV show. And I was like, yeah. It's like, I gotta fucking do something. Even mm-hmm. if it's just for, like, two minutes. Because all my songs are, like, two minutes long. So it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, I'm, I'm writing epic operas or anything. Yeah. But it's just like, let me fucking do this. Be proud of it. Let it make me laugh. Even, like, the lyrics are literally, like, I found a box of winter clothing with, like, an oh, oh, like, right? <laughs> like, clothing. Right? It's like... But where you live, you don't experience the cold, you know? And then the last the last two lyrics, or at least the ones that I share on Instagram, were like, I know I left a long time ago with the same thing, but these mixtapes you made me, they were so dope. And it's like, dope. You know what I mean? Like, And that shit just made me laugh. Like, it was hard for me to record that video because I was like, these lyrics are so silly. <laughs> but damn, dude, if they're not, like, the funniest shit I've ever heard. And, like, I'm alone, so it's, like, I'm the only one finding yeah. it funny. I'm, like, <laughs> laughing in my room by myself. But, yeah, so it's, like, kind of that thing. I don't know if I answered your question properly. No, I'm, I'm pretty positive you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, that's been a big part of, like, my my wellness program. I don't know why I called it that. Like, I, I started, like I said, I started going to a support group. Yeah. And that's what they call it. Like, the things you do to make sure you're okay. Um, so it's like, so I, I'd say that's a part of my wellness program. Like, doing that, even though, like, I get super anxious talking to people about, like, how do I meet people, to, <laughs> like, to book a show? Like, let me just just keep asking and go out to open mics and, like, just put myself out there. Because, yeah. you know. Fuck man, like what? Else, like what else am I gonna do? You know, I can sit here and complain or like lay in bed, or you know. Yeah, but the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, Just lay in bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly, dude. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, like that's like that's like one of the uh, that's one of the things that's been really important to me to like keep trying to uh create and um like you said earlier like put it all out there in a space where it's like be feeling super vulnerable like yeah where where normally i think and this might go for everybody but it's like oh i don't want to do that like oh fuck like that's scary yeah and then um what i try to do now is like ask myself like why is it why is it scary like what what am i personally afraid of by putting this out um and then like usually it's like i don't you or it used to be like i'm afraid of what people will think of me i'm scared of like x and y and this and they're all things that i can control like it's not like i'm afraid i'm gonna someone else is gonna steal it or not that it's not right, like that yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it's just more like because of me I don't want to put these things out and I'm trying to get to a place where like instead of being like my biggest um hater you know cause like just instead of like hating on myself like love every single thing that I do because I made it you know yeah 
and uh, I don't know. That's There Is No Escape is a big part of that. Reading all these f- stupid books is a big part of that. Um, and like staying active, like as long as I know that I'm like doing something, I can generally feel pretty good about it. Like, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I keep I, <laughs> I keep rambling. I'm sorry. Don't be. It's cool. Um, and I like that. I like legitimately feel that for sure. Um, yeah. It's a fucking hard place to get to, though. Like it no really. Joke. It's. It really is, dude. And I mean, like, I commend you for that too, because a lot of people would rather just sit in it, mm-hmm. and for a really long time, yeah. you know, like. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I spent like. Three or four months sitting there, you know. Yeah, but that was three or four months, not like three or four years. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like that. That's the difference between you being or trying to be a person, like quote unquote, a person again, versus like just completely being, like a shell of a human being. Yeah, because I'm like fuck it. Yeah, which is oh go on. Sorry, which I was gonna say, like I think was also one of my fears about continuing this like regimen of Mm. of smoking and drinking. It was just like. I don't, I don't want my only source of enjoyment and happiness to come from a bottle and from something that, like, like, I want it to be something that I can control. Yeah. You know, and, like, to that effect, I feel like I, uh, you know, I was telling you about Amjad before mm-hmm. and how we've been doing these, like, these drum get-togethers where we play drums and, like, we challenge each other, and I think that's been really beneficial for me mm-hmm. because... Like, if there's one thing that I want to be really, really good at, it's drumming. Yeah. It's drumming because, like, my musical career started with piano, which, I, you know, I had, like, a book that came with it, but I didn't have any formal instruction. Mm-hmm. Then I started playing guitar because my brother played guitar, and, um, you know, he, at that point, was much older than I was, so, like, he was in college, I think, when I started. I was 13, he was four or five. So he was, like... He's six years older than I am. Yeah, so he was already in college. Um, and, like, I taught myself how to play out of a book that he had. It was just like a... It was one of those Keep It Simple Stupid uh, series. Yeah. And uh, and I just, like... I read through, like, the first hundred pages, which is, like, give you a history on the guitar and, and all this other stuff. And then I... Uh, and then I started going over the chord stuff, and I learned how to play chords, and... Then I learned how to read tablature because it's much easier than reading music. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, and I just covered songs and and like learned how to play guitar there. But I always felt like I lacked the musical ability to play in anything other than like a punk band or like a a really bad metalcore band. <laughs> that, like you know, because I just didn't know how to write. Um, all the stuff that I wrote that I quote unquote thought was catchy was just like things that I was biting off of other styles of music or other bands that I really liked. And yeah. so with drumming, like, uh, I finally have this opportunity to, like, really push myself with someone, someone who I grew up playing drums with. I mean, Amjad played, uh, he played in a band with AJ Chirella called mm-hmm. The Way With Words, and I don't know, they were probably, like, they have been, like, 15 or 16 at the time. And Amjad's always been, like, good at drums but this kid like went away to college and came back and was this monster yeah you know he broke his elbow skateboarding um and was in a cast for a while and was still practicing what he could and like i just remember one day he put out one of his first videos that he did a drum cover for and i was like holy shit 
this kid is nasty and this like drumming is something that I can control you know yeah. like working with him has like inspired me and it's made, really made me want to push myself and so like those are the things that I want to continue to work on as like yeah. as I go through this thing of sobriety because like I've been thinking about it how I would have that 15 minutes to smoke right before I got on the bus in the morning and I'm like you know if I just took 10 minutes and ran like a rudiment exercise and I ran like double stroke rolls and like paradiddles for 10 minutes and then left for work like those 10 minutes over the course of a week would make me a better drummer and like that's time that I have like I've always complained about not having time and then when I do have the time I'm just like dicking around but this not not having anything to fall back on like alcohol or weed has really made me be like well you know drumming is really the only other thing that you can control that does make you extremely happy and like you know, if you really want to be a badass, like, you got to work for it. Yeah, for sure. And, like, that's one of the craziest things, too. Like, I realized also, like, whoa, I really do have the time to do X thing. Yeah. You know? When you're, like, drinking or, like, being hung over half the day, like, yeah, you don't you, have you time don't. for anything. You don't want to fucking do anything but, like, eat a greasy sandwich. And fucking and lay in bed. Yeah. But that's, like... That's good, though. I mean, like, realizing that after a week is, like, such a good thing. Like, it took me months to be, like, well, I'm up at, like, 7, and then I sit here, and I drink coffee, and I chain smoke, chain smoke cigarettes, and I'm like, this is my day. And I look at YouTube, and then I play a video game. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And now I feel like, because, like, I'm writing and, like, doing all this shit every day. It's like, I don't even have fucking time to play a goddamn video game. Yeah. When am I going to get time to do that, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> But I'm, it's still not high enough priority to be like, let me not do this so I can do yeah. that instead. But I think that's fucking sick, though. Like, Yeah, I mean, I will say it definitely, like, didn't take me a week. This is, like... Like, I'm, a, I'm the type of person where, because I was smoking weed all the time, like, I would make these grand plans about what I would do. Like, uh, oh. like I would talk to my girlfriend about, you know, I'd be like, well, this week, this is my schedule, right? Like, and I've got rehearsal on this night, and these are my available days. Mm-hmm. Like, th- these are the things that I want to do. I want to go to the gym on Monday, and then, like, Tuesday night, because I know I'll have three hours, I want to get home, like do a deep clean of the kitchen, maybe, like, sweep all the floors, and then, like, you know, if there's time, watch, like, an episode of something. Yeah. And, like, I'd make all these plans, and I'd get home, and I'd be like, "Ah, it's a long day. I think I just want to sit on the couch, smoke, and, like, watch TV. And I think not having those things readily available has made me really be like, well, listen, you really do make up all these excuses. Like, you get up early enough in the morning to go to the gym and get back in time to the house, shower, mm-hmm. and go to work. Like, you just... And, like, I would even, like, I'd set my alarm for 4.30, and I'd mm-hmm. be like... I'd get up, and I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to do this. I'm like, how do people do this? Yeah. How the fuck do people really, like, make this a daily part of their lives? And it's like, well, you got to fucking push yourself. No one else is going to do this for you, and... You kind of just got to do it. You kind of just got to do it. Yeah. So like had not having all these things like, like not smoking, not having my brain clouded has really made me be like, well, you do like, you can legitimately see where you have all this time to do this stuff. Yeah. Go fucking do something. That's sick. That's, 
That's fucking good, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, like, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm. I was supposed to get up this morning and go to the gym, and uh-huh. uh, well, here's one thing I'll say about working out. Yeah, it hurts a lot. It does. It definitely <laughs> it does. I mean, like, so much. I think it's more so like I want to get up and go running. Mm-hmm. And for a while after I'd quit the first time, I was going to the gym almost every day. Just uh, when I had quit just cigarettes, mm-hmm. um, just to go running because my brother. Um, my brother had like my oldest brother. Mm. He had a really um, intense like open heart surgery, maybe like three, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And right before it was like he had all these thyroid problems, and uh, so he his weight dropped like significantly. Like he was super skinny. He's in the hospital for almost a month before he had his surgery because his uh, his the valves around his heart were calcified, so they had mm-hmm. to like replace them and. Basically, after that surgery, he got, you know, he got better and he started working out. He started running, he started lifting. He, like, does marathons. Oh, my God. All the time. Like, he has done this complete 180 with his life where he works at, uh, where's that, Juniors in Times Square? Mm-hmm. So, like, his hours are all really weird. Like, it was, like, four in the afternoon to, like, one or two in the morning. And then at two in the morning, he gets out of work and he runs to his apartment he makes he and he works in Times Square and he lives up in the Heights. Oh wow! And like he'll make the four and a half five mile run. Sometimes he bikes from his apartment to work. And like I know this because it comes up on Facebook. It's like <laughs> late night run, and I'm like, what the fuck? But um, his whole thing was like he almost died. Mm-hmm. So he was like, listen, I like I can't fuck around. Like I yeah. I want to live. I want to live every single day as best as I possibly can. And you know, that was, uh, that was where I was like, well, how do I start this? Because, you know, he was like, well, just go walking, go running, see how you feel. Like everyone who, every message board that I went to look for advice was like, just go to the gym and go for a run and see how you feel. And Mm -hmm. if you still feel like really sad or empty, like go find something else to do, but like keep yourself physically active because yeah, you know, your body will release endorphins while you're working out. So that's cool. And like, there's weed still stored in all my fat cells, so, like, yeah. if I go running and burn some, like, I will feel a little bit of euphoria, and it yeah. would be nice, and just, like, just things, like, there's so many things to do, and to, like... But, I I gotta say, though, like, the fact that, and you've been, you mentioned it a couple times, um, throughout the conversation, that, like, you're going on these message boards, and you're, like, looking for help, and, like, looking for advice, and all that... That's like a huge step that like I don't think most people take when they want when they when they want to take like I mean I guess the difference is like there are people who are still like oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna quit that but then you're like a step ahead because you're well, like because yeah. you're like looking stuff up and you're like yeah I mean trying to find out I feel like that comes from many years of trying to quit smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. because um, one of the first times I quit I. I probably quit for about a week and a half and mm-hmm. the first three days were really hard and then like day six seven and eight were like extremely hard because i started feeling like the heavy chest mm-hmm. and i was like why well, am i not supposed to be able to breathe better mm-hmm. and it's like no i'm starting to feel years of abuse on my chest and like um there were times this happens every time i quit smoking except now this is the mm-hmm. only like week that this has ever happened but every time i quit smoking between the third and like 10th day I have at least two dreams Mm -hmm. where I smoke a cigarette 
and I wake up feeling like I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, I like, I feel like now I realize it's because I would, like, sleep on my chest, mm-hmm. and I would feel constricted, but I would, like, it felt so real that I would wake up and be mad at myself, and I'd be like, yo, did you smoke yesterday? I was like, no, no, this is a dream, but, like, you're having trouble breathing, so, like, yeah. so I would go online, and I'd be like, um, one of the, one of the things that someone suggested when you quit smoking was to get, like, an app on your phone that would show you the benefits of mm-hmm. every single day. And it would be like, well, after your first eight hours, your pulse returns to normal. And like yeah. after two days, like um, carbon monoxide levels in your body are back to normal. And then it would be like in one year, your risk of coronary heart disease is half that of someone who smokes. So like reading those things were super helpful. And I'd be like, like cool, well, maybe if I make it to like the three week mark, I'll start feeling better. And like, like it was that. So um, I knew that when I quit smoking weed, like, I would start feeling certain things. Like, I've had friends who quit, and they were like, well, you know how, like, you can't can't remember your dreams, or, like, everything's kind of like a hazy fog? Like, you're going to start remembering your dreams really intensely. Like, Mm -hmm. super intense. Like, you're going to remember your dreams, like, down to the minute, and they're going to be weird. They're going to be things that, like, you're not entirely sure whether or not you're, like, lucid, or it's just, like... Yeah. It was crazy. So, like... I was like, all right, so let me go see what the effects are if I stop smoking cold turkey after, like, these five years. And that's literally what everybody's saying. Like, the, the appetite, the feeling lost, the headaches, the lack of sleep. But when you do start sleeping, your dreams are going to be weird and they're going to be intense. And I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I want to prepare myself because cause I've already been through this. I've already tried quitting smoking and, like, mm-hmm. it didn't work. And then I tried quitting smoking and, like, tried to find advice. And it yeah. helped, but it didn't work. And it's yeah. like, like, that, I feel like I'm here now because I have tried so many times with no success mm-hmm. or with very little success that, like, yeah. I don't really know who to turn to or, like, what to do. And we live, we're very fortunate that we live in this time where we can go online and just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, what's, uh, how do I, or, like, what's other, someone else's experience? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's where that comes from because... Mm-hmm. I don't know, a lot of, a lot of the friends that I do have, um, that, like, I hang out on a regular basis still smoke, or, like, yeah. you know, and they have their own struggles, and they want to be cigarette-free, but, you know, maybe they want to smoke, and I'm like, well, I can discuss this with you, and, like, I know that you can hear me and understand, you don't face this the same way that I do, like, you don't have a problem yeah. smoking, you might smoke one time a day, or, like, when we hang out, but, like, I'm doing this multiple times a day, and yeah, I, yeah. you know? So it was like, well, where, uh, who else am I going to talk to? Yeah. And I'm also the type where, like, when someone suggested going to an AA meeting, I was like, like, a lot of people suggested on the board, and I was like, why go to an AA meeting versus, like, a, like a substance abuse thing? Mm-hmm. And um, people were just like, because it's, you know, it doesn't really matter where you go. Like, you just want to feel like people get you. Yeah. And, also, because no one's judging you. Like, one of the girls was like, yeah, I went to an AA meeting, and I told them that I was there for weed, um, mm-hmm. and nobody laughed at me, and nobody said anything. They were all really accepting, and I was like, word. Maybe yeah. it's, you know, maybe it's not all eyes on you, and, like, you know, everyone's got their fucking opinion, because everyone's got their shit that they struggle yeah. with. It, it definitely, I mean, I don't know what it's like being in AA or anything, but the support group that I'm a part of, it's, like, it's still a struggle for me to talk. I've only been there twice, but every time I do, I always expect, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Shit. but it's never that it, ever. It's like always the best fucking thing 
Um, so like, I don't know. That, I I wouldn't suggest that to. I wouldn't be like you should do it. I don't want to tell you to do whatever. Well, but, no. I mean, but it's it's. I mean, it helps and it has helped people. Yeah. And, I I just mean like when whenever if you feel comfortable doing that, there's no, there's no harm in trying. Like yeah. Dude, the first my first day I walked in, I guess I looked like a nervous wreck, and the guy that runs the thing was like, "Don't worry, the hardest part is walking through that door." That's what I've heard. Yeah, that is like, exactly what I've heard. Man. And I was like, "Whoa, thanks for making me feel like that made me like literally." I know I sound a little sarcastic, but that like, yeah, <laughs> that made me like feel so good. Like yeah. I was like, "Whoa, sick!" And then I like sat down, and it was still hard to talk, but um, super, super fucking cool place to be. Even yeah. though I still get nervous doing it, but it's, yeah. it's fun. And it'll get easier with time, too. Yeah. Because, like, uh, yeah, my girlfriend suggested maybe going to see a therapist because, like, I don't know, I, <laughs> for a long time, confused a therapist with a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I'd be like, well, I'm not crazy. Why do you want me to go see somebody to talk to them? Or, like, because um, I had talked to, about this to my bandmates, like, oh... Maybe like a year and a half ago, mm. I was just like, I hated my job or I hated how things were going at work. Like I loved being a dog walker, but I didn't like working 12 hour days because people were like incompetent and getting fired or quitting or like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that I had to take a three hour commute to go like, or three hours collectively, you know, yeah. that was a 15 hour commute a week and like that was draining me and I just like felt miserable i was pushing myself really hard we were meeting three times a week and like max would tell me he'd be like dude you know like you seem really like messed up and like it's like everything cool like do you need something is there anything that we can do and uh and so at that time it was suggested that i go see a therapist Mm -hmm. and like i was like yo i'm not crazy like i don't yeah you know what are they gonna do give me like pills to tell me to like chill out and then that'll be it that's like the the grand uh like cure for this and it was like no like if you were gonna because then i think my basic harold was like no dude if you were going to see a psychiatrist about your mental health then yeah maybe we'd be a little worried but like therapy's just for you to go talk yeah just go talk and if you're uncomfortable my girlfriend told me she's like if you're uncomfortable just sit there yeah you know sometimes it just helps to be around somebody yeah Um, that's not someone you know oh yeah 100 percent for sure so um so I'm considering it. Um, I mean, like, I'm considering it way more now than mm. I was about the idea, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Just because, A, I'm not crazy. Um, B, it could help, and if it doesn't, at least I fucking tried. Yeah. Know? Yeah, because, like, we're, like that's, that's such a good um, mentality, the at least I tried kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because, you know, you can, that, that goes back to what you said, like, what can you do? What is within your control? Yeah. And... You know, sometimes it feels like there's very little, like... Right. But... It's hard to, like... It was hard for me to, like, remind myself, like, that there actually is so much in my grasp. Yeah. Because it constantly feels like there's nothing in my grasp, you know? And, like, on the dark days, it's like, man, I'm lonely. I'm not in a relationship. I wish I was in a relationship. I don't have a car. I don't see my friends. I don't do... But then it's just like, dude, if you just fucking put out a little bit of effort, like... Like, I was, I was nervous texting you to do this. I was like, oh, man, I like, hope it's like, oh, God. <laughs> and, like, because that's how I get because of my anxiety. But then, like, if I, again, it's like that thing. Like, 
I can send it, he could either get back to me or not. And I, and if he doesn't, like, if you don't, and this goes with everybody, I'm still in the same fucking place I was, like, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? like, exactly, man. But if I don't do it, in 20 minutes, I'll be wondering, what if I did it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's fucking the worst, I think. Yeah, that would probably eat you, like, a hundred times more yeah. than if you did anything. Right. And that's, like, with any, with any decision, whether it's, like, you know, talking to a friend or, like, or, like, going to, going to therapy in, like, your case. Like, if you're just, like, oh, fuck it. What if, like, a month from now you're, like, man, what if I tried? But now I don't want to. Now I really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta, like, for me, I have to find those moments of, like, this is really weird new age spiritual stuff. <laughs> but I really gotta find, like, where my energy is at. And if yeah. it's just, like, right now it's telling me to do it, but my mind is saying don't, then I just gotta, like, do it. You know? Yeah. Because my mind is... Like, I got mental health problems, man. I got brain problems, dude. I I can't listen to it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like super duper important to like, it goes back to like figuring out the royal you. Cause again, I'm not trying to sound like I'm, you know, telling you what to do or anything, but like figuring out like Mm -hmm. who you are, what your identity is, like what, what all this what makes you happy, the things you can control, all that shit. Yeah. Super fucking hard to find out. Like, I'm still working through it now. Yeah. You know? But. Yeah, but then when those things do come up, you you gotta, like, make note of it and remind yourself that, like, yo, these are the things that make me happy. This is, like, this is a moment in time that I can cherish because, like, you know, you, like, legitimately smile. You're like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. this really does bring me some joy. Here's, I'll, I'll say one weird thing about my self-care program, or my wellness program. Before I go to sleep every night, I force myself to smile. Yeah? Yeah, because, like, sometimes I'm, like, reading something. Dude, this was insane. I was reading about fucking Marco Polo the other day, yeah. but, and that's how I wanted to go to sleep. I was like, I want to read about what this guy was like, dude. <laughs> I was like, she's so stupid, but, like, and I wasn't even really interested in it, but then I remembered, I was like, yeah, just before you go to bed, just, like, try and smile, like, just smile at your phone, or, like, you're watching a video. And then I feel stupid for a while, and then it just becomes a habit, and then I, like, feel good. Yeah. It's this weird fucking thing. I don't know if that'll work for everybody. But, but yo, I mean, it's, it's something that you tried, and it worked, yeah. you know? Sometimes the silliest things are the ones that, like, yeah. really have a lasting effect. Yeah. I'm all about being silly, man. But, jeez, ooh, we're close to almost two hours. Holy smokes. This might be split into a two-parter. Oh, snap. Which, how are we going to split it up between what what conversation was more depressing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's depressing. I think self-care is like a really good... No, I know. Uh, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, you can ask me more questions if you want. Or if you want to take, take a stop, we can stop like you do. Hmm. What do I want to ask you? Really? Yeah. Do you have anything you want to ask me? I... Now that I've now that I've turned the table. Oh <laughs> shit! I feel like I've been asking. Um, hmm. I've never felt this experience before where I have to ask it. Well, actually, that's not true. Yeah, I kind this, of asked isn't this your? Yeah, this is kind of my <laughs> podcast, right? Um, ah, fuck. But it just feels weird now, like getting someone to ask you that like is there anything you want to ask exactly me? you That's you, so you threw me a curveball in front of a mic like an hour ago yeah right? so here we go um <laughs> boy 
don't know, man. You're talking to me a lot about music, and I wanted to ask, but, like, you've answered all those questions. Yeah. Um, well, you did bring up the early November before, which is, uh, which actually, I think... Were you a big, like, emo dude? Were you, like, I was, dude. It? I really was, like... Um, Sick. <laughs> the early November... I don't know if you know, if you ever listened to their record, The Mother, The Mechanic, The Path. No, it was know. a three CD release. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay, so the first two records are uh, are just like, you know, they're just like straight music. And then the third record is something that I highly, highly suggest you listen to. And it's um, it's a story told... I, I can't really tell who is doing the voice. I'm pretty sure it's Ace Enders mm-hmm. with like a with like a vocal encoder or something over it because he's he sounds like one of those dark figures that they put the shadow on (laughs) and um and so he's narrating the story first as the young man who meets the woman and then has the child that Mm -hmm. they abandon and then later on in the cd he tells it through the perspective this perspective of the child yeah and it's it's really really like a it like gets dark a lot of the time and like it goes from skits to very short versions of some of their songs or like like a 30 second little interlude but it's beautiful in its own right and um i think i think you would like it a lot because it's a it's a really good story told through music and with music as its assistant but like I don't know. I think you would like it. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. check it out. Also, that band Gleamer that, that I tagged you in on Facebook. Yeah, listen to that full record if you haven't, dude. It's... No, I listened to that one song and I was like, Jesus Christ, I am into this. Yeah. How does this, yeah. <laughs> How does this happen? Because, <laughs> like, not to sound like an ass, but a lot of people recommend me stuff like all the time, you know. Um, and most of the time, I'm really not into it. I'm, yeah. Or like, I've I've had very few friends that have sent me music that I've never heard of before and like there's you and Marco sends me music I've never heard before and, ma- and maybe Max too if you like if, when I hang out with him he's like have you heard this song before you know yeah. I think that's it because everybody I'm like dude I'm so on top of this shit like, yeah you, got- <laughs> you gotta try harder man like to everybody else but when sometimes though when it is something I haven't heard I'm like man this is not good like this is not a good thing like why did like my old co-workers would do that to me all the time like, <laughs> have you heard this there's one dude i used to work with who's like just like freshly 21 and uh he would send me things he, he would send me stuff he's like yo have you heard of this band before and it was like bands that were new eight years ago and i was like yes <laughs> i've seen them like yeah he's like hey did you did you live through this in 2005 you're like uh totally yeah 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 i did yeah i know this band but um but yeah that fucking song you sent me i was like what yeah dude that that whole record is so good and one of the songs on there is an acoustic song that reminded me of one of your songs which is actually the one i was going to tag you in Mm -hmm. um but I was like, no, nah, I'll just like listen to the whole record from start to finish, yeah. and the, like you really will. Here's the fucking thing that really blew my mind about that song you sent, the one you did send me, because, um, and I guess I'll play it for you after this because I think it's private somewhere. But I recorded a song with one of my good friends growing up, and he had like, he had like Pro Tools or something or whatever. Are they is that what it is called? Like the music thing? Uh, Pro Tools or Logic? Yeah, are like the two big ones that people use, or Ableton maybe. Yeah. He had, he had one of them, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I have like these, you know, weird drum loops, like royalty-free drum loops." I'm like, <laughs> "Do you want to just like fuck around and like, 
you can pick one and then play a song to it, like one of your songs to mm. it. And I did, and it sounds like that song you fucking sent me. Nice. And I was like, that's why I was freaking out, because I was like, wait, has he? No, that's... Did I send... And that song, like, and the fact that I was thinking like that is because this song we recorded, like, three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, how did he know that, like, this is kind of my groove? Like, this... <laughs> how do people know this is my groove? That, this is weird. Yeah, man, we just, we felt it. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, man. All right, let me see if I can think of... Well, while you're thinking, uh, I was going to bring up something, actually, because we, we talked about Marco a couple times. So, that record, The Flowers in Your Brain, or The Flowers in Your Brain, yeah? Yeah. Dude, that record i feel like touched me in so many different ways especially yeah. that song the flowers in your brain because like so aside from like going through this um this sobriety thing and like you know i talked about how i was really like depressed or not depressed but like going through some shit a yeah. year and a half ago like i feel like i'm the type of person who very much keeps to himself inside of my head like there are very few people that I will tell, like, straight up how I feel. Um, at least in the moment, I mean, you know, like, Max Max is pretty much my family, so, like, I talk to him like he is. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend, for sure, but, like, um, that song, The Flowers in Your Brain, like, really made me, like, like, be like, oh, shit. Like, I hope one day that I can just, like, express this and, like, have the world see it and not judge me and like yeah i don't know also a lot of the songs like they speak to a younger me who mm -hmm. is like man if i had just like met marco like five years ago or if he was like my age yeah like, he's older yeah like i would totally play in this band because it's incredible and like, yeah i love that music too oh man see i oh man at that same night at um Al alphaville yeah where you where you ran into me felt bad for saying the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> he um I was actually actually with one like I saw you right after my friend had left. Um, who we organized meeting there because uh, she was on an episode of the podcast and I've never met her in person before that night. Really? Yeah, she's nice. like from Canada and just moved here oh, for work. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like. So I remember Marco sat down next to us and I'm talking to him for a little bit. And I was I was like telling him about how I really love that album. That record, yeah. yeah. And then he was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's like, so the fuck you good. mean? I don't know. Not I didn't say that, but I was like, come on. Yeah, dude. What? It was... I don't know. The writing style is beautiful. His like lyrically like he really knows how to tell a story and paint a picture like very yeah. vividly and very beautifully and like that's also another thing i think i'm kind of jealous of that in him because of the way that he speaks it's like i feel you know people who are, who are like they listen to a song they're like that's about my life yeah like sometimes uh what song is it it's one of the last two uh no that's a lie it is The song that ends with a line, it's a cautionary tale, and I'll resent myself for saying over again, but I hope to God that one day I will listen. Yeah. And, like, I listened to that song over and over again, because I was like, yo, man, this kid, like, yeah. I feel like he is singing from my brain, except he's saying every single thing that I wish I could say, like, 
amazing, you know? Yeah, man. He, oh my god. This is gonna turn into, like, the talk about Marco for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> because, um, I remember there's, like, I, I was talking to him about that, I, I don't know the names of any songs ever, so it's, like, yeah. really, it's usually just, like, skip next, let me, or, like, oh, this is the one after the one that's, like, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. almost never do I look at the song titles. Um, but there's one line in there when I was talking to him that was like, am I cutting my hair off just to grow it all back again or something like that? Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. And like, the thing is like, I obviously do that all the time. Like I shave my head like without any, you know, thought to it. And I really just want to grow it back out. Um, and of course, like the metaphor of that is like, am I just doing the same, this to do the same thing over again? Yeah. But, um, I remember when you shared it last year on Facebook, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, what the fuck is yeah. this? Like, these are your friends, dude?" And I was in California, and I remember my boss wasn't there, and like I was sitting next to one of my coworkers, like a good friend, and I'm like, "I know people that made this," and I press play, and he was like, "What the fuck?" He was yeah. like, "Why are you here? Why don't you hang out with them? <laughs> like, you're here writing on the internet, the lamest job <laughs> in the fucking world." <laughs> When you could be hanging with those dudes? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Jesus Christ. Like, he, like, Marcus really got something. And, like, um, uh, before we started recording, I was telling you how, like, we're, we were, like, working together that one day. Um, cause he's super busy. And, like, I don't have a car, so it's hard for us to, like, meet up. Yeah. But we're in constant communication. And I think, like, a big part of, me forcing myself and like really enjoying writing music is because like for the past couple of months i would he would just text me like hey how's it going and i'd like just out of nowhere i'm like well i don't i don't know man (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't know and because like one night when i was drunk i said hey man do you think it would be cool if we put out a split like me and you safe living and like there's no escape that would be dope right and i'm drunk and i don't fuck when i'm drunk i don't like commit to anything yeah so i thought and he was like yeah sure and i thought it was gonna be one of those things like like yeah sure cool we'll we'll talk about it we'll figure it out yeah but then then like he would hit me up we'd talk for a little bit like just through text and then it'll be like yeah so um about the split and he would like start talking to me about this stuff where it slowly slowly ended up becoming a more real thing and I was like shit I have to do this yeah. you know like um and now like when with the last time we hung out like um or before the last time we hung out he sent me a couple of the stuff he the songs he's been working on and I'm just like you should just release this by yourself <laughs> like <laughs> I, I like I he, I, I remember because like our whole the whole th- idea behind the EP is like they're just going to be iPhone voice memos like just one takes really like stripped down like, yeah all that stuff and uh, like I, I I woke up one morning like my phone is going off I'm like what the fuck man I'm like only my brother texts me this early and he's in California. My brother texts me at like four in the morning after he's done working out or whatever. And it's like seven here. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But um, I'm looking at it and I listen to all three of his songs to the point where it's like, I just want to stay in bed for a little bit longer and re-listen to these. Yeah. Because holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I like what you said where like the way he talks to you and the way he re- 
He's like one of the most eloquent people I've ever met in my whole fucking life. Yeah. It makes me feel kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand the jealousy of like, how do you write that? Yeah. How do you like put these things together? And I, I'm, I'm a dummy. <laughs> Yo, it's that NYU education, man. Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> either that or he's a smart 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 boy that's true yeah oh my god yeah like he i i totally feel the same way too because i didn't know how young he was until like recently yeah i didn't know like he just turned 21 and i'm like yeah dude you're yeah like you're not talking or singing like you're 21 yeah like yeah, man. Like you're singing like you've lived. And that you know, that's not like a like a takeaway because he's young. It's yeah. more like a like it's interesting to see someone so young be able to relate and like put something out that you know if I was forty I would still like yeah. feel it and get it and understand it yeah. and not like be like, Oh well this is just like this is just a phase or this is something in the time because he's young. It's like, nah, no. man, like, this is, like, this is real life. <laughs> dude, the songs I was writing when I was fucking 21, dude, or, like, Ugh. trying to write. I know. I That's why they're all gone. That's why yeah. they're all deleted. They're, like... I hear you, man. <sighs> <laughs> but this thing is, like, putting this stuff out. I'm like, man, you're killing me. You're yeah, killing dude. me right now, dog. And I, I would send him a couple of songs, and you know mine are all super simple and almost less than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> And he's texting me, he's like, I think people are going to like your songs more than mine. And I'm like, are you ki- have you listened to your own music? Like, I'm, I'm, I play two chord songs, my man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good. <laughs> but then I think that goes into, like, the, like, how you would feel about your own music and, like... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, because I'm, I, it's taken me a really long time to be very, um, I think this band and... Uh, I played in One Fell Swoop with AJ. Yeah. Um, like when the band first started. Um, those are really... Oh, and one other band prior to that before one of my best friends moved to California. Mm-hmm. Um, like those are really the only times in my life musically where I've been very proud and openly like, oh, you should check this out. Like this is what I did. Um, like I've always been happy with the things that I've made in all the other bands that I've been in, but this was like, mm-hmm. like I want to showcase this. Yeah. You know? And I think that takes some time to get into, to really yeah. be proud of your work and, like, you know, kind of just, like, A, put yourself out there, be like, well, I don't really care what people think, but I think people are going to fucking like this. Yeah. And if not, like, I'm still wickedly proud of it. Yeah. That's such a good mentality. Like, I'm just getting, I'm just getting there now with some of the stuff. Like, I've, I've had Instagram for the whole time I've been like writing music but I haven't been like sharing shit on there like every day like I try to put a point to or like yeah but it I, I'm right on the cusp I'm right on yeah. the fucking edge of being like I like this stuff that I'm doing <laughs> and I feel myself getting there and that's pretty good but. yeah I mean it'll that'll come also with like with the more that you play and the more that you put out and finding I wouldn't say it's so much the style that you want to work with but like I guess what you're comfortable with doing and yeah. how you can replicate that through all your music. Yeah, man. Ugh. Fuck. This is the first, like, straight up, we just hit two hours even. Holy shit. So it was the first time I looked at the time and we were exactly at, like, a zero, you know? <laughs> and it's the first time we've, we've hit two hours. Um, 
So this is definitely going to be... This is the end of the second part, I guess. A two-parter? Wow. Yeah. Yo. For sure. Is there anything else? Is there anything... Do you want to keep going? We could um, go for, like, another 20 minutes. Um... Hmm. Hmm. My question had has come on. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, like, dude, unless you want to end it, like... No, I mean, we could we could do that, and then we can... We can <laughs> say goodbye. Um, <laughs> Not to each other, but to this microphone. <laughs> uh... probably cut all this thinking part out so don't even worry about oh that. cool that's even better um yeah. me 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 uh, i guess what uh what do you see as your oh whoa wow. <laughs> ow. ow i wanted more anyway go on um what do i see what do you how do you see yourself with this project in a month? Music? Yeah. Because I, I always... I'm a person who likes to think about the future, but then the idea of looking anything further than six months becomes really daunting. Yeah. Um, so, like, a month in the future, while that still even seems like a lot, is yeah. a little easier to handle, I think. Um... Wow, I'm someone who never thinks about the future, who just recently started thinking about the future. Um, I usually just like dwell on the past and cry. But, yeah. yeah, same dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I hope to like play out more, really, um, and get comfortable doing that. I've always had fun doing it, and I've always like had a knack for it. Like, not many people know this about me, but when I was 13, I started doing slam poetry. Yeah, so my whole high school years was filled with, like, performing at, like, the Bowery. And That's like, it, The New dude. York Weekend's Poets Cafe and, like, being a part of all these other things and, like, being a part of my high school, like, um, the spoken word, because I was, like, really pushing for that, um, for us to perform and things like that. So performing is never really an issue because I feel like I've been doing it forever. Yeah. Um, but I just want to do it more and it's, and, um, I think with like some of the things I'm going through mentally, I don't know if I'll be there in a month, um, because it's really hard for me to like, I found as I'm getting old, like when I was younger, it was like, yeah, go do whatever. But as I'm getting older, I feel like, like my anxiety is getting worse, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially when it's something that I really want to do and have, like, high expectations for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's like, um, if I ask, like, if I knew somebody who needed somebody to open for them, and, I, like, I would be a perfect fit, it would be so scary for me to ask them. And I would ask them once, but then I would never follow up because I, I would feel like I was bothering them. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I hear you, man. I 100% hear you. Yeah. So I think it's just, like, meeting more people and, like... Um, Releasing this thing with, with uh, with Marco would be really cool. That's been like a super secret since I guess because we don't talk to anybody about it unless he's talking to people about it. But like, I don't even know if it's a secret. But actually, <laughs> well, secrets out now. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. Fuck. But um, but yeah, like, cause working with him has been fun. Like again, I'm like. Sorry to bring it up again, but it's like, if we were the same age at the same time, like, holy shit, like, yeah. 
that would be so much more fun. But now I'm like, I'm trying to work my way out of this be out of being like this cynical, pessimistic dude, yeah. which is the hardest fucking thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hopefully I play out more. Like, that's that's really it. That's all I I really want to do, um, for the time being. Um, which is kind of weird because I should really look into probably getting a job, but I just want to play out more. You know, yeah. I've been thinking about like, man, I'm really rambling. I'm sorry. I've been thinking about like what what like the core of my happiness. You know, it goes back to that control stuff and like, yeah. what makes me happy. And I do miss performing in front of people, whether it whether it be the poetry stuff, which I've done like for years as a teenager. Or, like, the couple times I got to, like, play guitar in front of people, whether it was bad or whatever. Like, actually, in October, I played with fucking Shane again, because he's like, wouldn't it be fun if we got Look Hands and Dad together? I was like, no one knows who we are at this <laughs> show. Like, what? No one's going to find this fun. Like, literally, no one is going to find, like, they're going to be like, oh, you two were in a band before. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Um, and I was like but yeah I'll do it like it'll be fun to play in front of people yeah and we did and like it was kind of sloppy um and when you know it was always just me and him there was never a drummer but like he looked at me and he was like man we sucked (laughs) and I in my head I was like yeah but that was so much fun like you know what I mean I was like that was that was cool I want to do this again and then we just never did it again so it's like that's another thing about like my music doing it alone is like really rewarding and liberating but also the scariest thing because it's like before I would just tell like I was like do you want to talk to your friends and see if they'll let us play in their house and I didn't have to deal with any of that but now like now I have to yeah you know and I know I really want it so it's not like I'm not going to but Hopefully in a month I get there, but if not, then... Then you yeah. just keep working towards it, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, smiling before bed is, like, that's such an amazing thing. Like, it's something I don't... Like, I'm, like, wrapping my head around because, you know, I don't know, people are always like, smile, maybe laugh a little in the day, and, like, that will just bring you so much more joy. Like, yeah. laughter is the medicine, or, you know, yeah. whatever, but, like... That legit is just such a small thing that'll go such a long way, yeah. you know. And I think, um, I think with your music, and this is me trying not to tell you what to do. All right. <laughs> but um, I think that as you continue to write the music and you find what, um, like what works the best for you and what you're most comfortable with, um, you know, you'll just like you'll find a point where you start being proud of the things that you produce and like the more proud you are of your own product the easier it will be for you to talk to people about getting you on shows because like i don't know i i felt like that when i was playing in a punk band and i wanted to book shows at places or with bands that like didn't necessarily fit the bill Mm -hmm. or like that we didn't fit the bill with them and i'd just be like yeah i kind of play in this punk band like you know i don't know if we'll, we'll work out together but it'd be cool if we tried I'm like, that was me three years ago versus, or that was me like five years ago versus mm-hmm. now where I'd just be like, we should play together because we'd be good together. Mm-hmm. We might not sound the same, but like, you know, 
I know that the people who will come to see you will enjoy what we have. And yeah. likewise for the people that we bring for your stuff. You know, it's not like I was like, well, let's put a disco band with like a death metal band. It's like, you know, it's music. Yeah. Um, but it does start with being proud and like really like advocating for the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be easier for you as the, as the time progresses. Yeah. Um, cause like, I know that I started before I was playing in a band, it was just me with a guitar and like, mm. I couldn't write lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I also was like 13 and an idiot, but like, I just didn't, I didn't comprehend how people wrote things and like the songs that I did write were yeah. really, really bad. Um, and yeah, I mean, it took me being 19 and playing guitar in like mm-hmm. a band to be like, well, I'm fucking, I'm proud of this. Like, let's do this. Um, yeah. So it just takes time. I just hope, you know, it doesn't take you the six years it took me. Well, <laughs> just it's already, no, it's already been five. So. Oh, so you're like well on your way. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even with like the look hands, no dad stuff, I was like, ah, I don't know yet. Like, and you know, so, and with this stuff and like some of the newer shit that I'm writing, I'm like super, st- I'm not super, but like I'm getting stoked on it where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll send this voice memo of like this reminder of what this song is supposed to sound like to somebody yeah. and get their thoughts on it. And if it's good or bad, I don't know, but it always like, Oh, I wrote this today. Um, and I feel kind of good about it, but give me, tell me what you really think. You yeah. Know? That's, I mean, that's so helpful, dude. It's very, I, I can see how that is a super huge helpful tool for you because you are by yourself Yeah. versus like in a band setting where you can bounce ideas off of other people and like, playing in a band at least for me in this band long enough like there are times where we kind of just like don't there's there's no filter it's kind of like yeah dude that sucks but oh, like it's just like work yeah everyone's just like like hey, what do you think about that like uh, i don't know dude i mean like part of that is cool but this is you know this is what i think maybe this is how we'll, we'll rework it and like, yeah that's a tough situation to be in by yourself because you don't you don't have one to bounce yeah. off ideas and if you talk to the wrong person, they're just going to be like, oh, well, that was cool. I like what you had. Versus, like, someone who would be very objective with you. Yeah, it was super like, hard to find the person that wasn't like, that's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm like, ah. It's like, no, dude, like, you know, tell me what you think. Tell me yeah. what you really think. Yeah. And I have a couple friends that do that. Marco's one of them. Um, and, uh, but one of my other friends is like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I really like this song. And his response was, you're singing on key for once in your fucking life. And I was like, I was like, man. I was like, okay, I guess I'll keep trying to sing like this instead of like getting to that weird scream that I usually do. Yeah. But that was like a really good tip. I've known that dude though for like 15 years. So yeah. it's not like a. So yeah, it wasn't a malicious thing, but. No, no. Like, yeah. It was like one of those I'm fucking with you, but also. I really, like, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is how I really feel. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh man! Is, so the last thing I usually ask people before we leave is, uh, is it is there anything you want to say to the people? To the people, uh, anyone listening to this, uh, this has been a really, really personal podcast. Um, depending on which part you listen to and when you listen to them, you'll hear a lot of things that I probably wouldn't discuss openly with a lot of people, and that I wouldn't say straight up, but. Um, in this setting, I feel super comfortable and really, like, about it. And as I move forward with trying to be sober, I think that this is... Uh, I think talking about it does help and will be a really cool thing. So 
you know, anyone listening, if you are struggling with your own demons and you are like unsure about life or anything, you feel empty, you feel lost, you feel closed off to the world, it does help to talk about things. It does help to talk to someone. It helps to write. I used to write so much. Like, uh, back when I was uh, dating my ex, mm -hmm. around Christmas time, Max would always, every single year, he'd buy uh, a moleskin. He'd buy me moleskin. Oh, sick. And so I have these two moleskins that um, I found at my mom's, or that my brother found at my mom's uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, shit, man. I used to write every single day, like when I was happy, when I was sad, or when I was mad. Um, and I would date it, and it's just like... I always knew that I, I would feel so much better about it, like, mm -hmm. afterwards. Even if it was a little, even if it was just, like, and sometimes I'd be really frustrated and I would just write really fast and I would, like, punch the periods into the paper and then I'd finish and I'd be like, <sighs> cool. Yeah, it's like, out now. Yeah, like, I feel so much better. So anyone struggling, like, I think that is such an important tool. Yeah. So, cool, yeah, man. Don't don't close yourself off. Thanks for thanks for doing this and thanks for being so open, man. Yeah, of course, dude. Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh it's one more step towards being a better me, I guess. You know? Sick. Do you want to end on a sick high five? Oh hell yeah! <sighs> that wasn't as sick because of my left hand, but it's okay. It's okay. We can golf clap one. And it's fading out. And that was the end of part two of this two-part series with Donald. Thank you so much, Donald, for doing this with me. Thank you so much for being so open and honest with me over the course of these two weeks. Those two hours, we sat together in my room and drank coffee, and I rambled about music a little bit too much. I'm sorry, uh, but thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. I, I, I feel like our friendship has gotten stronger. Every time I see you now since we've recorded this, all I want to do is give you a big old hug. I love you, man. You are, you, you are the best. I love you, dude. And thank you so much to everyone who listens. Thank you to everybody who talks to me when they see me in person, who remind me that I do this podcast, which is something that I tend to forget once I am done recording and all that stuff. So thank you so much. Uh, but anyway, if you want to keep up with me, you can do so on Twitter at NotPaulNaspad. I tweet, you know, I, I shoot out a tweet every now and then. So check them out. If you want to keep up with this podcast, just search Dear Stranger and Friend on Instagram and Facebook. And on Facebook, there's a cool video called Object Memory that I did. for uh, that, that I did. It came from episode 21. It's a nice visual accompaniment to a short segment of that episode. And I plan to do more, so if you want to keep keep up with that and see more videos just hit that facebook with a like um follow it do what you gotta do they'll be there but anyway until next time when when i finally figure out what crossfit is and um what that means uh, i'll i'll come back to you next week I, usually i'm more excited i just still don't know what that is uh, i just know that people do it so i'll i'll relay that back to you next week but until then, I've been Paul Masbeck. And next week on Dear Stranger and Friend. Is that what makes them an adult? I mean, you know, and, and not, not really. Is it about having a job? Is it about having a purpose? I mean, all of these things are up in the air, but it's like quite common, at least around here, for people to, from the outside, or at least by certain metrics, to not 
have you know not have it all together or, or something yeah. 